You're tuning in to Vlog Boss Radio, episode 141. What's up, socials? Welcome back to Vlog Boss Radio. Today is Thursday, March 22nd, 2018, and you're listening to I Have by DJ Mason. You can get this track and many more for your vlogs and other content by subscribing to Epidemic Sound. Get your 30-day free trial by visiting vloglikeaboss.com slash music. Today we have a great show. We will be talking to Vlog Boss University student John Carrier, who is not only a vlogger, he is a vlogging rabbi. We'll be discussing how he made the decision to go out on his own rather than stay with the usual tradition, how video is changing the game for even a religious job description, and details about his new book, The Promised Life. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Amy Landino. I'm the author of the book Vlog Like a Boss, How to Kill It Online with Video Blogging. I'm also a YouTuber, public speaker, and entrepreneur who has been vlogging since 2007. Here we are over a decade later, and video storytelling is taking the world by storm. So I'm here to share my experience, ideas, strategies, and all of that here in my audio oasis away from home. Home being my YouTube channel, obviously. So welcome. It's been a hot minute since I've been able to share some audio thoughts with you. I appreciate your patience. I was having a little bit of a bumpy road with the podcast, but I think we've got all the kinks worked out. You may have noticed, and you'll probably hear a couple of links throughout this show, amylandino.com is in full effect. You guys are clearly aware of the transition uh, that I made in 2018 of my branding. And so that URL was a big piece of that. And I think it kind of just gave a little hiccup to the podcast, but I think we're all good. Now And actually, this is really good timing, if you ask me. Uh, It being the 22nd of March, just a few days left in this month, which is wild. Can you believe we're going into spring of 2018? Like, honestly, that's just insane to think about. We are approaching April. And if you've known me for a while, you know the importance of April. And that is the challenge vlog every day in April. Hashtag SSS Veda is on its way back for its 10th by annual event. That's right. We have been doing this every April and August since 2013. And yes, I did say hashtag SSS Veda. Although Savvy Sexy Social isn't really a show on YouTube anymore. I've transitioned out of that like I just was kind of referencing. I was like, I can't change the name of this challenge. There's so many people that love signing up for this every time. And I feel like we've created just this like little cult community around it. It's so fun. I could not bring myself to rename it, especially now that we have approached the 10th event, which is so wild. So that's what's happening. If you are like, what in the world, Amy, honestly, what are you talking about right now? Also, you said the words vlog every day. So you've kind of got me thrown for a loop. Got you. I got you. I understand your struggle with hearing me say this. Let me explain. This is just something that we do to challenge ourselves in the Vlog Boss community to start speaking to a camera more often, which helps develop that practice you need to be much better as a personality on camera. If you wait to do your most important video to be your first project ever, the first time you ever talk to a camera, then you know that's probably not going to be a video you're proud of in the long run, especially since absolutely 
absolutely guaranteed your first videos always suck. You're going to hate them, period, end of story. It doesn't matter who was helping you, if you had a pro team, if you did all of your practice mouth noises before you went on. Like You're just not going to be happy with it. Let's be real here. So that is what Veda is all about, is just allowing us to get that practice in, but also building in the support system that we all need when we're making a big challenge like this. So everyone goes to amylandino.com slash SSSVEDA, and you will see a few things there. There's a sign-up form, which is kind of like just your way of saying, I'm in this. I'm signing up for this. It's not an email marketing form. It's literally just a Google form. And what it does is it allows us to have a list of people who are participating. So you can go and follow the other people who are who are going to be vlogging every day. They can follow you, and we can all help each other get through this month of crazy video work. And then, of course, there's also a calendar because the big, biggest excuse I hear is I don't know what to talk about today or every day or in any video. And there's a number of resources. We have a Google Calendar, which gives you a super, super easy prompt that you can come up with something to talk about if you need it. Or you can come up with your own list of items. You don't have to do what everything everyone else is doing. A lot of people don't even use that calendar. And there's also a download that you can check out, a thousand video topic ideas if you need it. So you have tons of resources on that page. This is a great challenge. I highly recommend you take part in it. You can use the hashtag to stay tuned to people, hashtag SSSVEDA. But also, we have an awesome Facebook group of vloggers who are constantly asking each other questions, getting better, collaborating. And that is obviously over on Facebook. If you just search vlog like a boss, official vlogger group, that is where you can see a lot of people that are participating in VEDA. So I want you to check that out. Obviously, we talk all about video here. And if you're serious about it, you'll look at a fun challenge like this and think, you know what? I think I'll give this a go. And I hope that you do. amylandino.com slash SSSVEDA. All right, let's not wait any longer. We've got to get into the good stuff for today. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to John Carrier about leaving the traditional path for something new and different. I think you're going to find this conversation enlightening and super, super cool. Just when you thought you were a little too different or your job was a little too weird for you to go all in on a different career path or a different path altogether for how you do your thing you're very good at, you've got to hear John's story. But but first, you know what time it is. It's time for your Vlog Boss gear recommendation of the day. Here on Vlog Boss Radio, I like to recommend a little something to the future Vlog Boss. It might be gear, it could be software, it could be just something for your desk, a book, anything to keep you motivated to go after the life you want while leveraging video to make it happen. Today, your recommendation is a selfie light, obviously. I don't know. I don't know how to say the name of this brand, so I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to link it to you in the show notes, but I found it on Amazon. It's a selfie ring light. It has three levels of brightness for those of us who are extra picky. It's essentially a mini diva light. You guys know I've talked about the diva light in the past. This is a light that I've had for a really long time in my studio. It's great to sort of just get your face filled in and looking amazing for videos. This is one that you're going to keep in a bag on the go with you when you're making smartphone video. What I like about it is it's not a light that's built into a case. It is literally a light that clips onto your phone temporarily. You're not going to keep it on all the time, which I find to be nice because I like to have a lightweight 
case. So getting these ones that have lights built into them tends to make them very bulky. This is nice for when you need it. You just pull it out, stick it on your phone, turn that light on, and you can take a great photo, take great video, and it is just fabulous. And it was so cheap. I'm pretty sure it was like less than $10 on Amazon. So I'm really excited to share this with you. All the links to this will be in the show notes, so check that out. And that is an affiliate link, so thank you so much for helping out Vlogboss Radio by using that link when you make a purchase on Amazon for this selfie ring light, three-level brightness LED clip, portable diva light. It's in the show notes. If you want more details on gear that I recommend, check out the Vlog Boss Gear Guide at vloglikeaboss.com slash gear guide. And that was your Vlog Boss Gear Recommendation of the Day. I'm so pumped to have Vlogboss University member and dear friend of mine, John Carrier, on the show today. John Carrier found the promised life after a long journey from the deep south to sunny Southern California, living all over the USA and in Israel at points in between. Born to three generations of Southern Baptist ministers, but destined for another path, John was ordained by a rabbi at the Ziegler School of Rabbinic Studies in Los Angeles, California. Today, John helps modern people in crisis flourish by teaching them ancient technologies of the Jewish tradition, both through his YouTube channel and through sermons and classes at his synagogue in Burbank, California. And he has a book coming out, and I'm so excited he's here to talk about it. John, welcome to Vlogboss Radio. Shalom. Thank oh, shalom. you for having me. That's like Hebrew for aloha, by the way. And oh, I love it. I, I, and goodbye. I, I treat um, me like the dummy. I need to know these things. <laughs> that's Honestly. Right. Not at all. I've learned so much from you. It is uh, redonk. So. <laughs> We, I, have, just, we, we have a great, excited. we have lingo for days. We're going to talk over each other the entire time. As I told, <laughs> as I told uh, Amy, dear listener, um, I'm a fast talker. I am jacked on coffee and I am from uh, the, I'm a proud son of the Republic of Texas. And so this will sound a lot like either a livestock auction or a micro machines commercial. <laughs> it's perfect. And I told John, I was like, well, this is great because I've never heard of anyone listening to this podcast at a faster speed than one X because otherwise <laughs> they wouldn't be able to keep up. So it sounds like we're going to be speaking at the same pace here. And what we're going to be talking about is what vlogging has really done for you, John. I, I want to hear more about what you've been up to. I mean, I know because we kind of work together and we are able right. to talk on a regular basis, but how vlogging has really opened up some doors for you and really building a, a foundation for the future for you. We, we, we've talked about this before we popped on because I wanted you to break it down for everybody because I know how much you have really changed gears recently. I, and I want to start there. I think you've okay. made some pretty significant career decisions in the last sure. let's say, year. So let's hear mm -hmm. more about that first. Okay. Well, first, I just want to start with gratitude. I want to start with my profound gratitude to you, to the work that you're doing and helping people uh, find their voice and get their message out there. And we'll talk about all the ways in which uh, that's helped me. Um, other people uh, that you know have helped me. And I want to give shouts to Roberto Blake is the what. Uh, Tim Schmoyer is the how. And you are the why. I really oh, believe that. I love and, and that. All, like you've all taught me something and you're, I see you all as like stars in the same constellation, but you've all given me different things, right? So oh. I don't see no competition. You guys may compete with each other, but. Uh, it's funny because like, I, I don't think of it as competition at all. I love that you summarized it as, as that 
that constellation. It's like perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thank you so much. That was very kind. What I've done recently, as you, as you refer to, is um, I've been a rabbi in a congregation. Like when people think of a rabbi nowadays, they think of somebody who's in a, in a congregation. He's like the preacher at a church or the priest at a Catholic synagogue, whatever they call those things. I think they're called churches. Um, <laughs> so I've been a rabbi in a congregation, which means that's, that's my day job and my weekend job. I, I lead services. I give sermons. I teach classes to people ages, I'm going to say two to, I think, 95 is my oldest student uh, mm-hmm. and everything in between. And that's what I've been doing for three and a half years now. Uh, I'm on a four-year contract. And when that comes up this summer, um, I recently made a really difficult decision, but one that I'm really excited about, that I'm not going to seek to renew within my congregation or go to another congregation. I'm actually going to go rogue. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) go a little bit freelance, uh, but I want to distinguish between freelance and entrepreneurial because I'm actually going to start something that I hope is becomes greater than myself. Mm. Uh, And it's a different path. And it's a path that I've seen people take in other realms. I've seen you take this path as an entrepreneur. Uh, I've seen Tim take this path and other people. I haven't seen a lot of, uh, I'll say, spiritual leaders do this, or at least Mm -hmm. especially not in the Jewish world. Um, You know, other people like Rob Bell, I think is a a Christian pastor who's done a lot of stuff in digital media and and book authoring and things like that. And that's kind of what it's going to look like. And um, I'll tell you, I had this moment. I'm not going to get too mystical here. I'm going to get too mystical and I'm a religious person. So I get to talk about this stuff. Totally. Um, I did have a moment where it was just sort of a private meditative moment and I was trying to figure out what was next. Um, And, you know, the world uh, wax philosophical backwards a little bit. The world is changing in a lot of different ways, Um, but it's especially changing in how people connect to the unseen, the spiritual, however you want to talk about it, yeah. um, that world has changed dramatically. And how that and and I'm before before I was a rabbi, I was a management consultant, and I had a teacher who always told me like, John, stop talking like a management consultant <laughs> about value propositions and right. uh, full time equivalents and all that stuff, and start talking like a rabbi and like quote chapters and verses of things. <laughs> <laughs> throw Hebrew words in there that people don't understand so that you sound smart. Um, So, but what I really saw as the, I'll say business model of spirituality, especially in America and church and like uh, churches and denominational organizations and the profession of clergy is changing very rapidly. Mm -hmm. And I I've seen this outside the Jewish world in terms of there's a research studies out there. uh, Pew research study did a thing that like, Fewer and fewer people are connecting with uh, what they call organized religion. Um, fewer and fewer people are members of things like they used to be. Right. And something like one third of American adults don't practice the faith that they grew up with. And that could mean that they've dropped out altogether or they've switched to something else. And, so, and I see that a lot. I mean, I, as you know, you point out in my bio, I didn't, I wasn't born into this. Um, I, I changed over time. I became Jewish when I was like 25. And then like many years later went into, you know, <laughs> like a really like turned that up to 11 and went to seminary. Um, yeah. So 
people, people are changing. Yeah. The institutions that serve people are changing slower than the people. And so the punchline is churches are closing by the thousands every year. And synagogues, uh, there are fewer synagogues than there are churches, but synagogues are closing in the same proportion. Interesting. And so as I looked to this event of my contract coming up due, I thought, okay, <laughs> do I want to be the guy <laughs> who's like leaning at the door in Helm's Deep as the orcs are outside? Uh, I don't know if you have any nerds in your audience, but like, <laughs> um, do I want to be the guy who's fighting the tide of change and trying to shore things mm -hmm. up? Um, and like remediating like weaknesses in myself and remediating weaknesses in our, if I can say this business model, or do I want to take a risk and try to figure out what's next? And I had this moment in, a, in kind of my private space where it's like, I just sit in the sanctuary of my synagogue when nobody else is there. And I just, I'm talking, I'm talking out loud. And I say, do I double down? Or do I, um, and I'm choking up a little bit, like do I <laughs> go for the all virtual congregation? Mm. And in that moment, I, I, can't, I can't describe it fully. Yeah. In that moment, the quality of light in the room changed. Mm. And I felt like, all the air left my lungs. And oh my the God. last time I felt like this is when I was like hit by a car when I was 10. It was just like, wow. The whole world just went on pause for a second. Mm. And I don't know if that was just me voicing something that was really important to me and I came to that or if there's a spiritual sign in there somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, because, and especially me, like I always, you know, how people sometimes say they're spiritual but not religious. Yeah. Um, I've always described myself as the opposite of that. Hmm. <laughs> like, That's I'm, interesting. I'm like religious, but not spiritual. Like and, and you talk to a lot of rabbis and clergy and things like that. They're like, we love rules. Like, yeah, we, love, yeah, yeah. we love the religion. We love all the trappings and the collars and the little hats and, and, the, and the rules and the don'ts and the do's. And, and that feels like that, that feels more religious to me than spiritual. Don't you think? Right, exactly. So we so, love the religious stuff, but like spiritual stuff gets a little weird, right? It gets a little bit. Sure. Sure. And well, because so, everybody has their own sort of version of it. But I find sure. that really fascinating because of like what we're talking about today is very different. It's very mm -hmm. out of, out of the, not, not just outside of the rules maybe, but just like outside of the norm and very, right. just really different. So something has to have happened for video to clearly indicate to you that you should be leaning into this and leveraging it as sure. a medium. So maybe let's, let's just let's, talk about we'll, that. Like what? Go back to the, the, my video Genesis, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you where I started. I actually dinked around with it a little bit in rabbinical school. Our teacher like uh, told us to teach Torah in a different way. And so me and my, my study buddy uh, made a YouTube video and it was terrible. And it was <laughs> failed the assignment. Aren't they always terrible? It was like a fun video to make and it took me <laughs> four days to make this two minute thing. Yeah. And the teacher's like, that stinks. That's exactly the opposite of what I wanted you to do. And why don't you just like tell me what you wanted to tell me instead of this terrible video. But that's where I learned the first, that's the first time I learned how to edit video using like iMovie or something. And then uh, later on, uh, I'm a big horror movie buff. Like 
any scary movie you can think of that's good, I've seen it. Any horror movie you can think of that's not good, I've seen it. And I would go to find good movies and movie reviews from this guy named Chris Stuckman. And Chris Stuckman is this amazing YouTube movie reviewer. Yeah, I think you are the one that told me about him for the first time. Oh my time. gosh. And, and he has, so he's a movie buff all over. Um, he, ha, he and I have very similar tastes in horror movies. Like he and I have never spoken, but if he says a movie's good, I go. If he says a horror movie's good, I trust him because um, I'm really mm. particular. And so I thought, well, he just made, all he does is he sits in his basement in front of a shelf full of action figures <laughs> and, and, and talks about movies, which he's passionate about. And now, and, and I've seen like over the arc of it, now he's getting invited to previews. Like now he's getting mm. you know, giant TVs shipped to him. Now he's right. getting, now he's got braces. Now he's got like other deals. And right. Like, huh. And so my first week in my synagogue, it's, a, it's like a small place. It's really bounced back from hard times. But on Saturday morning, typically I get 10 to 15 people. That's like our big show is 10 to 15 people. And I, I wrote a sermon because I was fresh out of seminary. I wrote this knock it out of the park sermon and I gave it to 10 people. And Amy, I don't know if you've ever taught something to 10 people uh, in a room that holds 200. Yeah. But they look like they're in detention. <laughs> right? I'm like, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. They're yeah. just like, they can't, nobody can hide. Nobody can like hide how bored they are. And, but I, I gave this sermon to 10 people. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was, I was in my office. I didn't know what to do yet because I just started my job and I had no idea what was going on. So I'm going to give this sermon uh, with my laptop camera on. And I'm going to make a little YouTube channel and I'm going to upload it and I'm going to send the link to our mailing list of like 200 people. Mm -hmm. And within a day, 70 people saw that. Wow. And that's when it clicked for me, just like the power of scale. Yes. I, I give this talk in a room and I hit 10 people. I give this talk on, a, on YouTube and I can hit seven times that many. Yeah. And that's when I started and I started playing around with stuff. And it immediately started to suck <laughs> because <laughs> like, what did I do? I went out and bought expensive cameras. I watched like, mm -hmm. I watched every video of yours I could and I was getting way ahead of myself. And I was like, I got cameras, I got lighting. I would spend a day setting up for a 10 minute shoot that would then take me another day to edit. Yeah. And what, what that meant was I stopped making videos because it was mm -hmm. just too hard. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit uh, just to tell you like where I am now. So I've been making videos for about three and a half years now. And what that's done for me is first off, like I said, it's helped me expand my audience and the reach of my message. And if yeah. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the business, if you will, of putting out a compelling message, that, a message that changed my life and a message that I hope changes other people's lives. Absolutely. So it's allowed me to ex not only expand like the size, but also the scope, like all sorts of different kinds of people. Like you don't have to be a member. You don't have to live in Burbank and be a member of my synagogue or even be Jewish to learn what I've got to teach. Um, it's raised the profile uh, of the place where I work, right? It's not just about me. It's like it put I, it, my small synagogue. I mean, it was on the map for other reasons, but sure. it got on the map for a, it got on the map for a new reason. Like, oh, that's the place where the rabbi makes these kooky videos. How did, how did people find that out though? Like, how exactly did the how was the profile raised because of that? Obviously, the content yeah. was there, but how were people finding it? Well, I'll tell you, a really like deep in the weeds way was it helped our SEO. Yeah, one thing because if you start, you know. Uh, 
when I first started working there, if you Google Burbank synagogue, we were on the second page. Okay. Right. Which is just in religious terms, that's like uh, purgatory. Right? Yeah. <laughs> on the second page, you don't exist. Exactly. And, and putting our link in all my descriptions and tagging Burbank synagogue, mm. blah, 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 blah. And we go very, like within six months, we go from page two to result number two. Nice. And then if you Google within our denomination, where it used to be like, if you Google within our denomination, Burbank synagogue, you get the synagogue in the town next over from us. <laughs> and now we're number one. And so um, that ha- that's helped just help people find us. That's awesome. Right? And yeah. then like I make a couple of kooky videos. Somebody watches it, forwards it to a friend. That friend is in like the local patch press and writes an article like, hey, YouTube, ra- you know, rabbi taking his message to YouTube. Yeah. And out of that, I got podcast gigs. I got speaking gigs. I got, um, you know, paid teaching. There was white space on. for a rabbi to right. be doing this. And now all of a sudden, everybody wants to talk to you about it. Right. Isn't that fascinating? Right. And, now, and it also made me kind of a, a bit of a, a niche expert within my profession. Mm-hmm. So as other rabbis are doing this, I mean, there are people who are doing it before me. Um, and people are doing great stuff that I'm, you know, imitating, copying, learning from. But now people are coming to me and saying, okay, how do I get started in this stuff? And then Definitely. next week I'm going to, um, I'm going to this retreat with other rabbis and I'm sitting on a panel with other people who are doing online stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's just pretty that's cool. cool to be considered somebody who, like, I, I got picked for this really selective cohort called uh, Rabbis Without Borders. Mm-hmm. And, I got there, the first time I'm there, I feel like rogue going into like the X-Men mansion. Like, what am I doing here? All these people are super duper talented. I don't belong in this room. <laughs> and then all these people that I have so much respect for, like, John, how do I make video? That's so cool. That's, um, isn't that awesome? I, isn't that the coolest? Teaching a class, I'm making video. Love it. Um, and so it, uh, it's helped me build my personal brand, both like within my community and beyond my community. That's uh, created a platform for other work, right? Mm-hmm. And now, now I can talk about my my book that's coming out beyond just the walls of people who already know me. So what I'm hoping this is enabling for me is a new kind of career as a spiritual leader in kind of an all digital space using video. I'm going to move into podcasts and mm-hmm. uh, and also like in person teaching and retreats and things like that. Um, what I'm really hoping for is that if this hypothesis holds that I can then teach that to other people because yes. I have friends within my religion, within my profession who are struggling. Yeah. And I want to be able to say, okay, if you're struggling with how things are, I want to blaze a trail to show you how things could be again. That's all aspirational, but I would rather be, and this is just very selfish, I would rather be blazing that trail in a changing world than pretending that the change isn't happening and suffering because of it. Mm. And so many people have that version of something in their head Mm -hmm. that they're trying to avoid something shifting or changing or coming to terms with it. I love that you said that. I'm so excited that you shared this because I wanted people to hear just how different everyone could be or they're different career paths or expertise and video still play a role in moving them forward in their purpose and what they want for their life and and still being able to do what they do really, really well. You could continue to do what the average rabbi would do, but you're not. And video has 
enabled you to be able to kind of explore these new options. John, thank you so much for sharing that. I want us to summarize here. This is a big milestone moment. And I'm sure you're feeling that right now because I know when we're recording this, you're going through a lot of this. But writing a book is a big piece of this personal brand and and moving the next part of your career forward. Your book is out today when we publish this podcast. Congratulations. Tell everyone what it's about and how they can find it. So uh, like you said in my bio, my deal is I help modern people in crisis flourish using ancient technology. And I wrote this from a place of, okay, what's the book I wish I had when I was like 24, 25? Yes. I think we all, that's the book I wrote is the same thing. Exactly. And so I thought, okay, I was in a place of existential crisis, meaning I had big questions that I didn't have answers for. The thing that I grew up with, which was sort of like mainline middle America, uh, Protestant Christianity, not knocking it. Mm -hmm. uh, But what I grew up with wasn't giving me those answers. Mm -hmm. And so I went on kind of a a journey and I found something, right? And I found, I found a thing, like it's not for everybody. (laughs) I found a thing that worked for me. And the thing that worked for me, um, is I have these, the, the, I call them gifts because, um, my, my central belief is that everybody everywhere desires, uh, or at least has the capacity and the right for personal growth. And everybody's looking for meaning. Everybody's looking for more joy in their life. And everybody can benefit from having greater human connection. And that's true no matter what your religious background is or no background at all. Mm-hmm. And so what I, what I kind of picked through the elements of my tradition, I thought, okay, what are the things that satisfy that and, and could be applicable to anybody no matter what their background is? And I came up with, set, with seven things. And these, these are uh, learning, gratitude, being able to make distinctions in life, uh, being able to connect to community, uh, a kind of inner work of self-improvement, an outer work of world improvement, mm-hmm. and finally, and sweetest, uh, rest. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, just Definitely. the idea of Sabbath, the idea of chill, the idea of unplug so that you can recharge. Yeah. Uh, and then go back into it, right? And then go back. Like you don't get to stop, but you do get to pause. Mm. And so I spell out each of these things. It's, you know, I think I took it from James Altucher, like all uh, advice is autobiography. Yeah. And so this thing is shot through with my story, like where I'm coming from, because I know it's not for everybody, but I want to put it on the table so that if we have something in common, uh, you can connect to something in this book. And so for each thing, each of these seven things, I lay okay, here's where you may be. Um, here's where you can go next here's where I was and like, here's some next steps for you. And so it's a little bit of my story. It's a lot about um, practical technology that's rooted in an ancient tradition and some steps that you could take right away to start implementing it in your life, no matter where you're coming from. Love it. Amazing. I'm, I'm so, so pumped for you, John. The Promised Life is going to be available on Amazon and all the places, right? Like we're going to be able to get it Uh, anywhere. Amazon, all the places, all the things, and uh, you'll have a link in the show notes. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I have complete faith. Yes, good. We all have faith here in some way, shape, or form, especially when yeah. it comes to Amy linking to the book in the yeah. show notes. <laughs> and, you, and, and the kind of risk we take, you really have to. So listen, <laughs> I'm so pleased. I'm so grateful. This is like a dream come true. Like I, we've, I've been learning from you for so long, and to be able to have this conversation with you and to share it with other people, I, I'm just my gratitude is beyond words. The honor is mine. John 
John, thank you so much for being here. That means the world to me. I'm glad that I've made an impact whatsoever, but the key thing is you did it. You took action. You just not only listened to all these people who are telling you, hey, you can find something bigger and better and more awesome if you just move a couple things around and get yourself out there and you did it. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for oh, being on you. here today. Thank you. Thank you so much to John for being on the show today. A link to The Promised Life will be in the show notes. Congrats on your big launch day, John. And he wanted to give away a copy to you as well. Somebody lucky is going to win. And here's what you got to do to enter. All you got to do is leave your true and honest review for this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. And send a screenshot of it to the email address radio at vlogboss.com. That's sending a screenshot of your review to radio at vlogboss.com boss.com. We'll choose a winner and let you know who's going to get a copy of The Promised Life. That's all for today's socials. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. If you would like to discover your excellence in vlogging and building your personal brand, pick up a copy of my book, Vlog Like a Boss, found on Amazon and your favorite online stores. Visit vloglikeaboss.com for details. Subscribe for good vibes and remember to go after the life that you want. Cheers. Cheers.